In reality, I am free to do and think what I want. That's reality. But my imagination doesn't allow me to experience that reality. So I am investigating what's in the way because reality is I am free. Hello and welcome to Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever you may be. I have a guest with me today. Azza has an interesting background. She's a first generation Australian with Russian parents and grew up with Aboriginal kids in the Australian outback. She spent years devoting her time educating young girls and boys, escaped sexual slavery and become independent with micro industries in both Thailand and the Philippines. She's been called the wild, wise woman. She has a strong intuitive sense of identity to identify the root cause immediately and gets fast results. She helps her clients to realize that suffering is part of the human journey and through her processes and wisdom guides them to a more creative, constructive life. Now, as her works online, both on with one-to-one -one and with small groups, helping people shift from being affected by trauma to journeying towards self-discovery. Hello, Azza, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, my show is all about overcoming anxiety. So, yes. um, and we like to hear other people's anxiety stories where you've experienced it and where it's impacted your life and perhaps led you to where you are now. So, so over to you to share your story. Thank you. Well, starting from fetus, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, actually, yes, because my mother was traumatized from um, being Russian and leaving and and leaving her family and and all you know the, all the chaos and and that that happens uh, in life. You know, she was um, in the Second World War and she was a little child, and she doesn't, you know. Till the day she died, she didn't know where her family was, if they were dead or alive or anything. So that was like a constant anxiety in her. Yeah. And and then I was born into that, you know, and um, I sort of took the role of being my mother's parent, Yeah. you know, and calming her down and, you know, doing a little happy dance and, and you know, that and that was huge. That was a huge trauma on my whole being, and and uh, I felt sorry for her. And also, I, it was a hard thing to carry. Yeah. So um, I, I, you know, it, it's but the positive side of that is it sent me on a journey. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it it at a young age I started looking internally. It's like I'm born in Australia. Australia's sunshine and tropical and beautiful. And what's the problem? You know, there's abundance. And and here I have this mother that's depressed, but also, you know, she was also an amazing woman and did amazing things, uh, like helping poor people and that because she could identify with with people suffering so there's this fabulous mother that's a role model and also this 
anxiety, this constant anxiety and depression in her. And, um, you know, you know, when you get your mother has a certain sound that just makes your blood boil. It's like, <laughs> oh, it was like, what, what, what? And she would do that, you know, like the 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 fear fantasy would come up in her head and then this sound would come out of her and I'd be freaking out. And then I'd come over and be her therapist and calm her down. So all of this type of stuff that I grew up with and it's. And then, you know, people that grow up in a war don't talk about it because it's so traumatising that they just, like, put it away and think that that it's gone instead of dealing with it. But as a child, you can feel it, you know, and I could feel it. And so that sent me on a journey of what's the internal world? You know, here's my mother acting like this and that, and she's great and funny and everything. But internally, I can feel this this heaviness, this anxiety, you know. So the positive thing is that it sent me on this road of of, um, looking inside and recognizing the, uh you know the the inner world of people and but then they they show this external world that's usually totally opposite to what's going on internally and uh anxiety i found is basically energy it's just energy that's all it is and and if you're like have a a headache, for example, and and you're in a place where you're not allowed to have a headache. You sh- you've got to be really nice. You're at a party or or a festival or something, and and you've got to put it away. And and there's this um there's this type of energy inside of you, you know. And and instead of going ah. That hurts. My head hurts. Like, give me a pill. I need a aspirin or whatever. You know, that's what anxiety is. It's it's this energy that's that's a lot of times manufactured through your thinking. Yeah. You're and you get into a habit of thinking. Like my mother got into a habit of thinking. Like, oh my god, the front door's open. You know, it's like it's okay. We're in Australia, you know, we're we're not in a war. It's okay. You know, we'll close the door. It's not a big deal. But for her, it's like, you know, things that trigger her panic and her fear fantasies going on in her head. And then that would produce anxiety. And and a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, anxiety is produced through that it's like we need to watch our thinking what 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 am i thinking that now i have this this anxiety coming up and i'm sweating and i don't know what to do what was i just thinking what was i manufacturing in my mind that's not real you know here i am it's not my car you know and i'm like oh you know it's like what am i thinking what's my habit of mind that has produced this fear fantasy that's creating anxiety in me, but actually, in reality, I'm just driving my car, you know? So that's an interesting thing that I had to watch about myself, 
Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I have to get somewhere. Oh, I've got, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there, you know. And then I'm fumbling and mumbling and and you know, don't know what what when I'm dropping and forgetting and you know. So it, it, I needed to train my brain to get out of all of that and stop using my God-given energy in in imagination. Yeah. You know? And a lot of that is, is you know, as children, we copy what we see. It's modelling. You know, we, we grow up in a particular environment and what we see is, is sort of what we take on and, and it creates beliefs and rules within us. You know, so your your mother, when she saw an open door, she had this deep-seated belief and she may have actually not even be consciously aware of what was triggering that fear because it's just this belief that is so deep down, there was a match in her unconscious mind saying, doors open, that's dangerous. And that reaction, that chemical reaction that created the fear was probably probably happened way before she could even logically think about it. And yeah. we do a lot of that, you know, when we when we get that fear response, that overwhelming sense of anxiety, if we are able to then say, okay, is this real danger? We can, you know, separate ourselves from that and almost like calm our subconscious mind to say, actually, it's not real danger. As you said, you know, we're in Australia. There is no yeah. danger. The door's open. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, it's yeah. There's yeah. no it's not real danger. So is this real? Is is always a really good thing to ask yourself when you get that whoosh of chemicals and you know, overwhelming feelings about panic and fear and all those those things, you know, yeah. that anxiety gives you. Yeah, yeah. Being grounded. It's like, where am I? What I what I was doing is um put my attention on my feet. Oh, okay. You know? mm-hmm. I would put my attention on my feet and I'd really, you know, how do my feet feel? Are they hot? Are they cold? You know, are these shoes tight? Are they loose? I just put my attention on my feet and away from the fantasy that's going on in the brain. And also there's a technique that um, Tibetan monks taught me, which is hold your breath for three seconds. As soon as you hold your breath, you get control over the head spin. It's like riding a bike and then putting a stick in the wheel, you know, boom, it just immediately stops it. And that that then you can get control of your brain because when you when you hold your breath you stop thinking and then you can see what you're doing you can become objective yeah so you know and, and it's three seconds that's all and it's then like it, i guess it's it's like you've sort of stepped to the side and you're then yeah. looking in you know yeah. it's, it's that sort of um detached from it so it's like when yeah. you're you're an onlooker to an, an argument or a fight or something you you yeah. see it through your lenses not the people that are actually involved so you can see it from a different perspective and i think you know that any sort of refocusing of attention you know any sort of mindfulness whether you're looking at your feet or you're holding your breath anything that works for you that actually concentrates your your attention somewhere else will break that break that connection break the connection exactly yeah Yeah. and also realize that 
if you say the word anxiety the other to somebody that person knows what that word means which means they've had anxiety yeah you know that's all it's like just a function of life you know it's learning to use your energy in a different way everybody has experienced anxiety if they know what the word means they've had it yeah and one of the things one of the things i like to say is i like to say about experiencing anxiety not suffering with anxiety because when experiencing yes yeah because when we talk about suffering it's almost like it becomes us you know and a lot of people who who experience anxiety hold on to it like it's part of their identity yeah but it's not it's not who we are it's what we're experiencing at the time in the same way if we're watching a sad movie we may be really sad it's an experience it is not who we are absolutely you you know you have anxiety you are not anxiety you know you have fear you're not fear you have fear. You've experienced fear. You've experienced hunger. You've experienced being sleepy. It's it's that you know. Yeah. It's that. That's all. And and building anxiety on top of anxiety, you know, by identifying with ah, uh, you know, you being anxious. No, you have it. You have it. We all have it. It's something that we have. It's not who we are at all. And if you just, you know, if you feel that and you get hold of yourself by doing whatever you, holding your breath or whatever, and realise that everybody has experienced it, everybody. An interesting thing, you know, uh, my my spiritual director, a very old man, I asked him about anxiety and he said, follow it, follow anxiety. And I'm like, why? Follow it where? And he said, it'll bring you to love. It'll bring you to self-love. I'm like, oh, I need to think about that. That's really interesting. Yeah. It'll bring me to self-love. Okay. Okay. You know, also, um, I find that that, uh, codependence, the trauma of codependence, because, you know, codependence is also something that we have. It's not who we are. And we have codependence, for example, through trauma. You know, I was loved when I took care of my mother. I was loved when I was good, when I cooked, when I cleaned, when I did this, when I did that, when I cared about, how are you and how do you feel? And, oh, you poor thing, and I'm taking their feelings away from them or emoting their feelings, you know, this codependent type of bonding and giving, 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 that will create anxiety because it's out of balance. Yeah. It's an out of balance. And, of course, what that's going to attract is somebody that's suffering narcissism, you know, that that give me, give me, give me, you know. There's an element of learnt helplessness there as well, though. So as children, we, we want to, we have an innate need to belong 
and to be part of the tribe or the family or the group, yes. whatever it is. And yes. therefore, we find our role within the family unit. And, you know, you, your role was as carer. You know, your your priority was looking after your mother. And you got validation with that. You, you got yes. some attention. And therefore, you yes. continued to do it. But yes. at the same time, you were enabling her without realizing it, of course, because you were a child, but you were enabling her helplessness. It's like this learnt helplessness. She was she was allowed to experience those feelings and they were validated by you without you realizing it. Yeah, I'd come save her. Yeah. 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 And it's there's a really weird dynamic because nobody really realizes yeah. that that's what they're doing. You know, especially when you're a child, yes. you, don't, you don't know that, you know, you're you're driven by feelings and instinct rather than logic. Um, you know, so exactly yeah. whether you are the, you know, the ill child or the um, the carer or the achiever or the disruptor, whoever you that identity is, whatever you get the response from, because we're exactly looking for that response. Yes. Yeah. And and I was praised for that. I was praised for that. And mum would have an anxiety attack and I'd be running and, you know, being her therapist, actually. <laughs> training, good training to be a therapist. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and but the thing is, that was your... That was your instinct to do that. Your in, you know, your instinct to care for the people within your group, your, your family group. Um, and that is very strong as a child because children are very feeling beings so when they see yes. somebody else upset you know you you can look at toddlers you know that they, they have no um they don't have the boundaries that we as adults do you know if they see yes. somebody upset they'll go over and they'll hug them you yes. know it's, it's it's all about that giving of love and yes. and when so when you learn that love is exchanged through caring then that's the identity you take on but yes. it can limit you as you go into adulthood. Exactly, exactly. Yes. So, so I would be rewarded in myself and validated in myself by giving. Yes. Yeah. Then, then that's where I started to get my energy from. You know, I would, I would had a right to feel good about myself because I can help people. Mm -hmm. You know, I helped my mother and that's a very big thing, you know, to, to help your mother. Yeah. So, so um, where else am I going to get validation from me towards myself? I mean, you know, but, but that, that became my role. So that was a journey. That was mm -hmm. a journey to overcome, you know, to balance myself, you know, yeah, because there is a tendency if you're a giver to put everybody's needs before your own and you can get unbalanced very quickly with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a lot of internal work, a lot of watching what I'm doing, a lot of, you know, when I when I started uh, dealing with that aspect of myself, I was watching how my energy immediately would come out to make a person feel good, even if they weren't feeling bad, you know. <laughs> it's like I'll, 
I'll harmonize the atmosphere here and make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And and that was my imagination because there was actually nothing going on and 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 the, the, there was harmony, but I couldn't feel my own value without wow. doing that. So I started watching what I was doing and pulling it back. And, you know, I had different techniques. Techniques are really important to break these patterns, these mm-hmm. negative patterns. And I would pull myself back and then I'd like implode. It's like I can't get my energy. I can't feel my own value. And there's like an implosion of of myself because I couldn't feel myself in any other way. And that was a journey. Yeah. <laughs> that was a journey, yeah. It's a yeah. catch-22, isn't it? Because if you're, you need the validation, you need to give and help others to get validation, but that giving is exhausting, so you need to pull back and try and get balance, but then you don't get the validation. And, and I can imagine, you know, perhaps it's a seesaw effect. Yeah, yeah. 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 I need to go home, close the door, and just not talk to anyone, and then I depress. Yes, you know, I depress, which is another out of balance. Yeah, but you know, interesting and- that you use that word rather than recharge. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, because that's what we do, isn't it? We we sort of we're exhausted, and we just want to go and curl up in a ball somewhere, and we label that as depression or withdrawing but maybe it's just recharging maybe we just you know i mean i talk a lot about recharging when i'm coaching clients if I, especially if i've had a busy day coaching clients you know i then recharge yes now i recharge because yes. i've reframed absolutely yeah 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 now it's different because before it was depressed and now it's reframe. It's a reframe. Yeah. And I and I reframed the whole lot, you know. It, it, like this is not me. This is a condition that that I grew up in. It's nobody's fault, you know. And and but it doesn't serve me. It's brought me to a dead end. Yeah. And now I can do the same thing, but with awareness which doesn't exhaust me. And, of course, you know, when you're in a in a position, you're working where you're giving, you need to, to have alone time and balance yourself. Yeah. Just balance, reframing, yeah, recharging, recharging by silly things you know (laughs) silly things recharge they're really great yeah well it's just things yeah and it's giving yourself permission to do that as well isn't it there's a there's a really good saying that said you know givers need boundaries because takers don't have them yes 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 and and takers, you know, are doing their survival thing as well. Yeah. You know, they don't feel that they have enough within themselves, you know, so so they and and they were rewarded by by 
asking, give me, mine, mine, me, me, me. Oh, so cute, so lovely, you know. So they so they were rewarded by taking. Hmm. Yeah. And and you know, that's their out of balance. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't age well, does it? It just doesn't <laughs> age well. Yeah, they they it's like every human being has something to you know reframe and balance within themselves. Yeah. You know? I like to I I talk about um when you're born you you're you're given this sort of metaphorical rucksack on your back and then you fill it with all these limiting beliefs and you know d misunderstandings and you know roles and identities and labels and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then one day you just think this isn't who i am all this stuff that i'm carrying from the past is not who i am and it's definitely not who i want to be so i'm just going to put that rucksack down and i'm just going to leave it and i'm going to dig in there and i'm going to pick this out and i'm going to pick that out because i like those and i'm going to take those forward with me Right, right. So I have, I'm going to pick these things out and I have them instead of identifying with this is who I yes. am. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I have these tools and I like these tools and I like these aspects about who I want to be, who, who I was, that I'm going to take forward because they're going to be useful to me. But most of that stuff, 95% of that stuff is is what I grabbed hold of as I was growing up then actually it doesn't serve me anymore. So I'm going to leave it. I'm going to put it down and I'm only going to take what is useful to me forward. Yes, yes, yes. I know. It, and that's a balancing, isn't it? It's, it's this is what I have instead of this is who I am. Yes, yeah. That's so important. That's so important. And my nature is that having that type of sensitivity where I can feel somebody's need, you know, and I have the the innate skill to to help them in that, you know, mm -hmm. to for their to to help a person find their own strengths. Because if you have a weakness, you've got the opposite going on as well. Yes, you you have the skill, you have the strength, you just can't see it. Yeah, it's you just know? buried, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I do have that skill and I love that skill. I just need to balance myself and not I not get my energy only from that part of myself. Yeah. You know. So as I how, how is this sort of brought you this experience of, of you know life as a child growing up and helping your mother? How has that led you into the the business your business now and how you help people? Well, I can just feel where people are at. Mm -hmm. I can see what the the greatness that they can't see in themselves. Yeah, you know, I can see it energetically. I can see it. I don't mean with my eyes. Sometimes, yes, that as well. But um, I had a young man come to therapy, and I mean, he was God. You know, you see these beautiful God people where they're just perfectly made and gorgeous and handsome and sweet and, so, you know, lovely, lovely God-given gifts in this person. 
And I'm looking at this young man, he's, he, you know, I'm talking, you want a cup of tea, do you want some coffee, you know, sit down. And he starts telling me um, his story and it's like, what? Inside of me, I'm like, no, no, don't believe it, you're gorgeous, you're gorgeous, you're a beautiful human being, you know, don't believe it. And I'm seeing this beauty inside this young man you know, and and what he thinks of himself is like, no, no, uh-huh. I want to slap him. Get out of it. No, you're not that at all. You know, <laughs> you need to see yourself through my eyes. I know that's that's um, that's a process. It's like pull back, let him drink his tea. And then step by step, we'll get there. I know, there, you know? I know, because <laughs> it's, it's so difficult, isn't it? When you can see somebody's, you know, innate beauty and well-being and wholeness, you know, I always say to, to my clients, you know, let's start with the, the premise that you're not broken. And, you know, what what you have is you're, you're buried under all this social rubbish that yeah. you've said for so many years. Yeah. You know, and the comparison of yourself. Yeah, but but yes. also it's all that stuff where people are saying this is how you should look and how this is what you should wear and this is the best job and how you to speak and turn up and and you know you have to juggle all these different things. Oh, and by the way, this month we're not doing what we did last month. You've got to do something different now because the, the trend has changed and therefore you need to be somebody else. And you know, and it's no wonder that people are getting overwhelmed by all of this stuff because exactly. they're, trying to, they're trying to be somebody that they're, they're never meant to be yeah and, they're and trying to catch up with an illusion yeah that, that the external world sells us you know yeah and it's all this superficial rubbish because you are who you are inside and there was a really good thing i saw a little while ago um where you, you say to somebody okay i want you to list down everyone you love and see how big that list gets before they put themselves on there, if they ever put themselves on there. You know, exactly. and exactly. we never we never consider that actually, you know, we need to at least like ourselves, you know, yeah. and preferably love ourselves. But it's about embracing who you are, isn't it? And and that it's helps. It's finding who you are. Hmm. You know, it's finding because who we are is buried under all of the shooting, you know. Yes. <laughs> shoulda, coulda, woulda. I know. I yeah, hate, I I've shoulda all over myself all my life, and now I'm digging through it and trying to find who I really am. Yeah. And you know, just knowing God doesn't create crap, we do. You know, God doesn't create. You who you look at any baby, go to the hospital, look at all the babies being born there. Tell me which one is rubbish. You know, there's no such thing. There's just no such thing. And everyone has their own gift. And you see my thumb, you know, my thumbprint, my fingerprint. Nobody in the world's got that. It's mine. That's the uniqueness of ourselves. Every human being has their own unique energy. The only thing you've got to do is get rid of the rubbish. Get rid of the rubbish and the way you see it, it's like it came to you. It didn't come from you. It came to you. Oh, I'm really, I'm really, uh, 
negative person. No, it came to you. Oh, I'm really stupid. I can't do that. No, it that came to you. It's Have all learned. It's all learned behaviors. It's all learned. And because it's learned, we can unlearn it. Exactly. And and it's the journey of life. I mean, how do you think those amazing, wise guru people sitting there, you know, with this incredible wisdom, how did they get there? They went through all of the things that they're not and got rid of them, Yes, you know? Or, or reframed them and made them into tools that they can use or whatever. They balance themselves with reality. And none of us are, are flawed human beings. Absolutely none of us. So so the that's just the journey of life, you know. You take it on or, or you, you go numb. You have a choice. Yeah. Separate more and more from yourself and numb yourself out or start looking at everything that you're not and reframe it, reframe it. That's all. Give yeah. it all, give it back and leave it alone. You know, look at look at how it manipulates your life and creates your life. You know, my idea of myself, oh no, I can't, I can't do that. Look at how that is creating my life. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And if I just stop and look at that, okay. I can't learn. That's all. And then I can. It's it's as simple as yeah. that. But our imagination and this negative voice towards ourselves creates habit that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. And and you know, I've been I've been thinking about this this um you, you should love yourself. To me, it's like what? That means narcissism, that means ego, that means you know, what? What does love myself mean? And what I've come to is the more I get rid of what I'm not, the more who I am steps forward. Yes. Like I, I go outside and and the sun's shining and I can really feel the experience and the joy of the sun shining. Small things like that, you know. I arrange flowers on my table. It's like, oh, my God. You know, I I can get an experience of that in a much deeper, deeper way, you know. I have a much deeper connection to life, to myself, and that produces self-respect and that produces self-love yes i don't want to hurt myself because my ability to to sense life is beautiful i love it so it's about it's about saying for me it's about saying i love who i am i love who i am right now i you know and i'm embracing life and i'm living life the way i want to live life right now and I don't need outside validation to live my life the way I want to live it. You know, it's it's that internal, I don't, you know, if somebody disagrees with me, fine, that's their opinion. They can disagree with me, but it's not going to change what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? and, and as yes. long as I'm not hurting anybody by living the way I am, I'm free to do that. I'm free to think what I want. I'm free to do what I want and, um, and not not worry about what anybody else thinks yeah in reality i am free to do and think 
what I want. That's reality. But my imagination doesn't allow me to experience that reality. Okay. So, so I am investigating what's in the way because reality is I am free. And I and and I don't need to worry about what other people think or anything. But that's I can't experience it. I can know it, you know. So yeah. I just look at what's in the way and reframe it, reframe it, get it out of the way. That's all by seeing the really the reality of this idea of I can't, I can't do that. Seeing the reality of that, investigating that, and the ridiculousness of it, it disintegrates. It's yes. like that little demon has just been exposed and it has lost its power over me totally. Yeah. So it's, hello, little demon, turn into an angel right now because I yeah. see you. So <laughs> it's, it's like, what rule am I creating that is stopping me doing that? You know, when, when we say, I can't do that because, um, you know, we make up all these arbitrary rules about anything and everything through throughout our day. You know, you've got to put the tea bag in the cup before the milk or, or the hot yeah. water before the milk. We make all these rules up. And, and whilst most of them are harmless, occasionally the, a rule really sort of gets stuck. And then it's almost like we can't not do it that way because what might happen if we we you know if we banish that rule, um, and yes. that's when we get these limiting beliefs. You know, I can't I can't speak in front of people. Well, well, of course you can. You know, it's, it's the physical element of speaking in front of five thousand people is exactly the same as speaking in front of one person. Yes. So what yes. is it that's stopping you do that physically? You can do it. So. A yeah. belief. It's a belief. And it's a lie. A lie. Absolutely. It's a made-up rule. It's a made-up rule. Yes. And all beliefs yes. are made-up rules. And we can change those rules. Um so so as a who is it you work with now? Who is your ideal client? Who 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 do you work with? You know, uh it's very interesting. Um what life has brought to me is men. You know, okay. men with with issues with their mother and and how that transfers into relationships with women. Okay. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. I work with it with women and I work with all sorts of uh different situations because it's a process of being human and how to get back to yourself and balance yeah. you know but uh, but the people that mostly come to me are men with problems in relationships and it goes back to the mother yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's important. I mean, I I tend to work mainly with women who have come out of a relationship and and have got low self esteem and low confidence because of that relationship. Um, yeah. And you know, and I can see, you know, we we tend to be drawn to um, people that we can help where we have either experienced or or we it's like we attract them, attract certain people. Because we're just yes. using their language. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've worked, of course, a lot with women, but all my working life, the mo mo mainly 
men have been attracted to my yeah. work, you know, and men that have just come out of a relationship and have low self-esteem, exactly what you said. Yeah. Women feel, men feel as well, but they just no, come they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a different mechanism. I think men and women deal with things in in different ways and in, you know, in different ways. Yeah. I do I do work with men as well, but you know, I I work with more women. Yeah, so yeah, mostly mostly uh men and uh young men, you know, um 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. So as and a, it's interesting, you know, like, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, it, it's interesting, uh, men working with me as a woman, mm -hmm. you know, and and I give them permission to see the mother's shadow, mm -hmm. which which we're not, you know, a lot of, you know, socially, we know the male shadow. We know that it's out in the open and everything, and men know that as well as women, but we don't know the feminine shadow. And uh, that's very important for, young, for, for men to recognise the feminine shadow so that they're not victims of it. And also, it's really, really important for women to recognise their own shadow as well because that's where your power is, you know. Mm -hmm. Your power is in your shadow. Let's call the shadow hell, okay. Take the pain away from hell. What have you got? Pure, vibrant power, you know. And you can't utilise it until you integrate that part of yourself. Yeah. And reframe it, reown it and reframe it. I mean, Carl Jung was really big on dealing with your shadow side. That's where your power and your essence is all of the things that you weren't allowed to own in yourself. Don't be angry. No, that's bad, wrong, you know. Don't be so curious. You can, you'll, you'll get yourself into trouble. You know, all of these parts of ourselves that, that we weren't allowed to bring out and and own in ourselves. They become yeah, yeah. our shadow. I relate to that. I remember as a child always be I was a question I, I still question people. I, I love asking questions because I want to know. And so often through my school days I was told stop asking questions. Just, just listen. Stop asking questions. Yeah. You know. Oh and, no. And you carry that with you for so long. Yes. 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 You know? Um, it it can manifest in so many different ways because it's you know I'm not worthy of having a voice, you know, and maybe I'm thick. Maybe that's why I'm not allowed to ask questions because they're stupid yes. questions. You yes. can make up all these really horrible rules. I mean, thankfully they've all gone now. You know, I've got rid of yes. all of those things that I may have brought with me. Um, yes. But at, you know, at the time through your you know, relatively challenging teenage years anyway, to then be told to shut up and not ask any questions. You think, oh, okay, what does that mean? You know, yeah, am I sick? Am, am I annoying? Am I, you know, yeah. um so yeah, it's it's it is it is bizarre. So well with my so, so somehow you need to make that right, you know? Yeah. It, it's like um as uh, you you integrate that belief oh asking questions is really bad so if i don't ask any qu questions then i'm good yes you, know? you make up rules around lovely. it 
yeah, the, people will lo love me and I'll be pretty. And I'll just sit there and be pretty, you know. Oh, no, it's it's a perversion it, of know, our I know, I know. And, life. <laughs> you know, but when you're aware of it, you can let go of it. You can you know, yes. leave, it in, in, leave it in the past and say, actually, yes. that's not who I am. And I'm going to ask yes. questions. Unapologetically, I will ask questions because yes. that's who I am. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, as it's been absolutely lovely talking to you today, um, I would like if you you would to um, for you to give us three takeaways. You know, if if my listeners, you know, the three key things that you would advise to help with um, experiencing anxiety and what they might be able to do to overcome it, what would they be? Okay, one of them would be as soon as you feel the anxiety coming on hold your breath for three mm -hmm. seconds yep. just hold your breath and and that'll block the spin and you can get back into control of yourself and you can become objective to a situation and remember that every single human being has suffered anxiety we yes. all do it, it, it just means we're blocked in some sort of expression of ourselves and if, when you get a chance, write it out, handwrite, handwrite, because when you're writing by hand, what you're doing is you're, you're in a position of being objective mm -hmm. when you handwrite. So handwrite all of the negative things that anxiety makes you do and think and believe and uh, write out all of the negatives and and just blow it out. Like, <sighs> Blow it out of yourself. Get that. It's only energy. Blow it out. Get a pillow, scream in it, bite it, you know, punch it, whatever way you you get rid of that emotional pus. It's just emotional pus. Get it out of your body. And then write down the positive things that anxiety is trying to teach you yes. about yourself. How is my anxiety trying to teach me to get closer to myself and learn to love myself? Write that out. And the third one, 80% recorded, okay, mm -hmm. reality, 80% of what you worry about don't happen. I know. It doesn't happen. And we sort of know that logically, don't we? Yeah. We really do. <laughs> but we still sit there and we plan for the what ifs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the what I call it the what if thought storm, where there's this sort of massive <laughs> storm going on in my head where I'm just sort of saying, Yes, but what if this happens and what if that happens? You know, you know, and, and, and most of it is just fantasy, complete fantasy, and it's never ever gonna happen. And eighty percent. Eighty percent. And I I learned that many years ago. I don't do it now. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I catch myself if I start to do it now, you know, because we our minds are incredibly good at making up stories. Absolutely. And I call it my Jack yeah. and Nori moment um, where, you know, it's just I, I'm I'm starting to to create some fantasy of a story yes. of all yes. these things that are going to go wrong. And, and I just yes. laugh at myself now when I do it. So it yes. doesn't take hold anymore. Creating a horror story to scare the hell mm. out of yourself. You are the producer of your own life. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Been there, done that. I know, I know. 
It's amazing. It's amazing. So, Azo, what is it? Um, how can people get in touch with you? My webpage, azza.org, mm-hmm. okay. A-double-Z-Z-A-H, or A-double-Z-A-H, depending if you're American well, or... Yeah, where you are in the world, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> at uh, uh, at uh, azza.org, O-R-G. Okay, yeah. fabulous. Or the yeah. details will be in the show notes anyway. And I understand that you you would like to offer my listeners a, a special offer. Oh yes, uh, if you'd like to work with me, uh, we can do a fifteen minute free chat and see if we can work together. If you know. Okay, great. So if they uh, email you, I can put your email address yes. in the yes. in the show notes. So if anybody's interested in working with Azza to overcome uh, trauma or anything that is sort of holding them back in life, then please get in touch with her and you can have a free 15-minute conversation to see whether the, the two of you fit together. Yes, so, yes. Well, Azza, it's been an absolute dream speaking to you. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts in, about anxiety and your experience of anxiety. It's um, it's always great to hear people's stories. And, um, yes. And I wish you well um, in the future. Thank you. And one last thing. Mm-hmm. I had it. I don't have it anymore. So that means you don't need to have it anymore as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Whatever yes. one human being can do every other human being can do it too yeah thank you very much dawn thank you it's been a pleasure thank you take care bye-bye thank you for listening to today's show please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available whilst you are there please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.